the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Feels like I never left. I was gone over the weekend, took Thursday and Friday off, but I'm back, baby. So much to get into, and so stay tuned. Hopefully you got something yummy to drink or a little snack during the break, and you're ready to roll because it's Mondays, and that means Maloney, the one and only Brian Fried Chicken <laughs> Maloney back with us. Hey, baby. Hey, hey, hey. You always have me laughing. Mm-hmm. Always, always. Well, we got to laugh because otherwise, we, you know, what are we going to do? Well, that's it. You got to keep your sense of humor and, and, you know, because we're not miserable, angry people like the other side of the fence. You know, that's what's always made us different. Yeah. And you know what? When I saw I, you know, took Thursday and Friday off before the break, by the way, we were talking about and and I want to continue the discussion and get your take on it in terms of uh, the Jacksonville uh, shooting and Ron DeSantis's response to it, um, but the debates happened uh, the night before uh, I went out of town. Um, word I'm hearing from everybody, having been gone, is that Trump won, even though he wasn't on the stage. So clearly, he made the smart move there. Um, I want to get your take on that, and then also um, when I saw his mugshot. They thought they were going to humiliate him. Every step of the way since this man came down the escalators, Brian Maloney, they thought that they were going to throw something at him that was going to make him crumble into his corner and into a corner and start chewing on his toenails. But he is still rocking and rolling, isn't he? Well, yeah, and that's and that's the real bottom line here. I mean, you talk about last week's debate or whatever. It's already completely forgotten. Mm-hmm. And what's remembered and what took over, I think, the the thought process of everyone overshadowed everything is that mugshot. I mean, that mugshot is one for the ages. It looks like a painting or something. Uh, you know, it's an image <laughs> we'll never, ever forget the rest of our lives. We will never forget that image. It is so epic. Um, and the way he went about it was so ingenious, I think. I mean, $7 million flowed into his campaign coffers within two days of that mugshot being released. Uh, you know, it's already on t-shirts and mugs and merchandise all over the place. Uh, I don't know if you saw what I posted at red wave America, but I posted a video there of somebody painting a mural of the mugshot in Atlanta, uh, on a, on a wall. I don't know if you saw that, but that's kind no. of viral. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, somebody was painting a mural of it and it was really looking good. So that, you know, I think that strategy was, hey, I'm going to show you how I'm really feeling right now. And that's 
anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what we needed to see. I've been wanting to see that fighting spirit in him uh, for a long time that's been lost along the way. And to see that back again. So they're really they're turning him back into the Trump that we always wanted him to be. We, we always hoped he would be again. Uh, the guy that we saw in 2016 who was, you know, a, a fighter, uh, the scrappy Trump is back. And but it backfired. That, that mugshot backfired on the left so badly that I don't know if you're seeing the, the data coming out today, but there are polls showing now that uh, African-American support for Biden is down 30 points, okay? Mm. 30 points. And 12% of that has been picked up by Trump. The rest, I don't know if they've moved into the independent column or they're staying home. I don't know what, but bottom line here is that Trump is now polling 12 points higher with black voters than he was uh, before this. Well, it's funny you should say that because when uh, Laura Loomer tweeted out uh, that this is going to help him get more of the black vote, the DeSantis team was like, this is why Republicans never can, you know, increase their African-American vote because they would equate black people with going to jail. And uh, but, you know, and I don't know why how you want to connect the dots between that happening to Trump and the fact that I am seeing all these black people in these TikTok videos talking about that's my man. My man got checked in and arrested at the such and such jail in Atlanta. That's like the worst of the worst. That's my dude. Right. Yeah. He got street credibility (laughs) out of this because now what? What people are seeing, whether you're black, white, or anything else, what you're seeing is a person being persecuted by the system. And there are people who can relate to that, who do feel they've been treated unfairly or have had family members treated unfairly over the years and can relate and say, you know what, they want this guy in jail for a reason. Uh, You know, he must not be such a bad guy after all, if these guys want him, you know, want him put him away so badly. So it turned him into a folk hero. And that's what Trump is becoming uh, out of this whole thing, rather than, you know, the insider or whatever, whatever you wanted to think of him before, uh, instead of Trump having to rebrand himself, they did it for him and mm-hmm. they did it the way that's provided him a tremendous boost. So the more they arrest him, the more they indict him, the more they try all this crap, uh, you know, the worse off, it is for them, and that's and that's the bottom line. And the worse off it is for DeSantis and the other people that have that instead of being smart like Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, you know, deciding to try to blame him for it, try to blame him for the indictments. Uh, you know, it, when when you are when you are t- taking on the position of the deep state, you're 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 not going to get the MAGA vote. You're you're just well, not. It. And Vivek is really not, you know, turning out to be what he claimed he was let's just put it that way if you well, no i mean he's it, he's a yeah. phony don't get me wrong and i've said from the yeah. beginning that that this guy's a phony he, he didn't he's never voted in a primary he didn't vote in 2016 2020 uh he took money from george soros and hit it um but made no mistake about it this dude that nobody knew is now a household name he has run yeah, a smart true. campaign is my point well and he's stuck to issues yeah it went when the issues in fact i want to get back to this DeSantis situation in jack Jacksonville and compare, you know, how, how he's dealing with things with, to Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, I, I didn't like how DeSantis handled this because I don't think the conservative position is, uh, first of all, I, I, conservatives should not have ever supported hate crimes legislation. 
even though it's on the books, we don't need to pander to it. And that's right. where conserv- that's where DeSantis went too far. So he shows up, and I don't believe he would have gone there had he been just governor and said the stuff he said, but for the fact that he's running for president. So he goes there to this. He gets booed. Because his, you know, yeah. because you know, you know, now he's trying to go there and pander to this community that he didn't. That after he did the, his CRT uh, curriculum situation, he never bothered. Uh, you know, he said this is what we're doing, and he was tough about it. So then, instead of just staying tough, he goes there and tries to pander to them, and actually offered a hundred thousand dollars to the victims' families just because they were black. I have a problem with that. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's floundering. The only reason he's still in the race is this belief, I think, that Trump will go to prison and then he will get the nomination by default because no one else will be around to get it. And I think that's absolutely the only reason why the man is still in the race. His campaign has been a disaster. He isn't consistent with anything. And he's totally neglected and abandoned the people of Florida in the meantime. And they know it. and They're mad. Yeah, well, he's he's down there right now with a hurricane. But for me, one of the things, the reason why I'm talking about that not being the conservative position is that, you know, if you're wavering on Trump, don't. Because DeSantis is not the hardcore conservative you think he is. It is never the conservative position that you take from taxpayers to give to a certain uh, select chosen people because of their skin color, because they somehow have been you because they feel wronged by the system. That's what that is. That is not the conservative position. We got enough division going on in this country. That is socialism. That is communism. Pick your ism. It's not what we need to be doing. He is a phony. He is not a conservative. You think conservatives, though, are still fooled by DeSantis? Because I don't think very many are. I think I think I see a whole lot of them from Kurt, friends of mine like Kurt Schlichter, John Cardillo and others. Jesse Kelly. There's a whole lot of people out there that just think that, you know, he he's he's MAGA without the drama. And Laura Loomer isn't conservative. I mean, he says outright he's not conservative. Well, yeah, he's Jesse Kelly is a wannabe comedian is what he is. But my point is, is there's lots of people that are high profile out there. There, that right. pretend to be conservative or, you know, or, or at least pretend that DeSantis is conservative. Um, uh, you know, I, I want to take a break. We come back. Can you stick with me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. OK. I w- do want to play this Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, because even though I've never been on his bandwagon, by the way, never have, um, at least I like the way he handles some policies. And I want to play that for you, as well as what the NAACP had to say about Trump. I want to talk about that and more. So, uh, Ron, (laughs) Brian Maloney is going to stick with me. Don't go away. Bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show, man. There's a reason why they wanted to keep Larry Elder off the debate stage. Here's what he tweeted out. Did Biden publicly condemn the Tulsa, Oklahoma black man who in May walked up behind two white men, shot and killed them execution style and admitted he did it because they were white? Crickets. Yeah. Continuing our discussion with Brian Maloney, it's Mondays with Maloney. Um, 
Yeah, uh, that's that's why they had to keep Larry Elder off the stage. The Uniparty doesn't want the truth out there. That the uh, I actually think the Republican Party, Brian Maloney, is perfectly happy uh, with uh, the status quo of uh, the division going on in this country. Well, they must want it. They must. They must. They, they're not. They 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 had an opportunity. Larry Elder met all the requirements to be on the debate stage. He is the person, the most articulate person, who's willing to take head on this racial issue going on in our country, and yet they intentionally kept him off. Well, the bottom line here is not one person that was on that stage, uh, Andrea, is going to be president of the United States. I mean, not one person you were looking at there who was up there will be president. And we all knew it going in. Yeah, but see, if I wanted Larry on there, knowing that he wouldn't be president, but at least to get these issues out there. Oh, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying that the, the point oh, of yeah. the group that was invited was to make sure you had nothing but ineffective communicators mm-hmm. on that stage. So if you had somebody like Larry who could go on there and throw some bombs, you know, I, the GOP would never, never, never allow that. And, you know, you, you have a combination of the GOP and Fox, some of the least trustworthy Fox personalities, you know, throwing out the questions. Um, I mean, you know, you have, I mean, I wouldn't trust that guy with a 10 foot pole on anything. So, I mean, the point of that whole thing was to be boring, ineffective, uh, and, and make sure the Republican party goes nowhere. And that's exactly what was achieved. Right. I want Larry Elder on the VP ticket because I want somebody who's got his chutzpah and yes, who checks a certain box to go up against People like this, the NAACP Jacksonville president, for daring to say this kind of crap today about the Jacksonville shooting. Skins, please play clip four. I mean, we see these uh, Confederate signs. We see the Trump signs uh, constantly on our streets, on our streets. And we know from that standpoint that uh, there's hatred and um, uh, we just going to have to deal with it some kind of way. And the Justice Department need to be right here today uh, looking into it. Confederate signs everywhere in Jacksonville, Florida. Man, what a lying sack. And Trump signs are the equivalent of KKK signs? Man, it's, yeah, that, it's not working, though. This stuff isn't working for them. That's the, that's the problem that they are having. You know, that's the problem that the left is having uh, and their enablers in the Republican Party. I mean, that's, those are the two prongs that we have, you know, of our biggest. I mean, we've got a party that doesn't want to win. Right. We've got a party that wants to cave into extremism uh, at every turn. And then, yeah, you have this kind of rhetoric, which I think five or 10 years ago, that type of rhetoric, that clip you just played could have had an impact. I mean, there were people who would have worried about that uh, on the conservative side. And there were people on the left who would have been energized by it. I think there's just a mass tune out going on now on a lot of this stuff where people, it doesn't have the effect anymore. That card was overplayed for so many years that I just don't think it has the effect anymore that it, that it once did. Well, I think the card that has a major effect going on right now is with MAGA and, and so many, and even non-Republicans. And like we were talking about before with black, the black vote is, that the American people aren't stupid uh, and they see the, 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 the two tiered system and they see 
uh, particularly this Georgia thing, these 19 people being railroaded by the U.S. government just so that they can control the outcome of, a, of elections. In fact, there was a survivor of Mao's cultural revolution who spoke clearly and said that what this is is exactly the tactics of Mao's revolution in communist China. Skins, please play clip six. Forget about Donald Trump. What's happening in America is that the party in power is abusing their power and going after any oppositions. Now it's Donald Trump. Now it's MAGA. But eventually it's everybody because communist uh, regime would not tolerate any, any uh, opposition, any dissenting voices. So it's they're coming after all of us, including those who are cheering and now for uh, Trump's indictment, mm-hmm. and they think they are on the re- uh, winning team. They're not. We are all will become victims if we let it let them succeed. And the Republican Party is letting them succeed, aren't they, Brian Maloney? Well, yeah, I follow her on Twitter. I forget her name, but she's amazing. I retweet her stuff every single day. And she makes incredible points that tie what's going on in America today to to Mao's uh, regime and how horrible it was and how many tens of millions died and how kids grow up today. They don't know a thing about it. They don't learn anything about this in school. Um, but she's out there really trying to educate people. So I give her a ton of credit. And, you know, these are the kinds of comparisons that we need to make. But, you know, we have people like Ronna Romney, you know, running the, the party, basically running the ground game, who, whose job it is to lose elections. I mean, her job is to throw elections to Democrats, you know, win a few here, win a few there. Sure, but not enough to ever pose any threat to the Democrats on their way to becoming a single party. You know, we're moving towards single party rule in this country. I mean, well, we already we're moving uniform- towards yeah. communism is yeah. what we're moving towards. And that's it's G Van Fleet. And that is her. Right, right, that's right, her right, message. That's her. This is communism, America. And if you are a useful idiot, if you think that this is not going to happen to you and you're cheering on Trump and all the, the stooges that were on that debate stage, all cheering on from Asa Hutchinson, a bunch of losers that have, I'm hearing about Nikki Haley did a good job, man, you know, take, I'm oh, just going to say it, joke. take your snaggle tooth self back to South Carolina because you were the OG of the cancel culture, cultural Marxist movement. She was the one who started the crap of tearing down statues and all of that. I absolutely detest oh, complete her. Complete fraud, complete fraud. Absolutely. We are on our, this is communism right now. We are, we are already there and I, and, and I just don't understand why there's not enough Americans. We, we've got to start. Americans, You, it, it, the time for you to just sit back and think, I, I started to say where you can just sit back and think you can vote, and that's all you got to do when 60-something percent of Christians don't even vote. How do we, We've in the two minutes we've got left, Brian Maloney, we've got to make the case for people to get active, to be aware that this is, this is communism taking root in our country, and it's going to end up really badly for everybody if we don't stop it but how do we stop it well so here this is a new position for me but i do think americans are starting to finally wake up i think it's gotten so bad you can't ignore it anymore and even a week or two ago i would not have had this position i really think that trump mugshot changed a lot of views out there a lot of people saw that and said wow this is scary stuff there is an awakening going on out there, and you know they keep pushing and pushing and pushing us, 
and you know we've been just sleeping and sleeping through all of this and finally we're starting to wake up i do see a change you know i think it's going to be an un- unbelievably ugly election year next year because they're going to make sure of it on the left uh, but I do think that Americans are starting to realize that, you know, our own lives are at stake here. I mean, that's what that's what's at stake. I mean, we will not survive if they fully take over everything and they pretty much have almost total control now. But Yeah, they do. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and one of the ways in which they have total control is through Kevin McCarthy and through Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Loomer, Loomer has also exposed Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene, in my opinion, exposed herself when she, oh, yeah. you know, stood by Kevin McCarthy. She's a phony and she needs to be primaried. And what we've got to do is we've got to start supporting primarying um, all of these rhinos. We've got to start getting active, uh, helping to identify good, true American first candidates and helping them get elected, helping support them financially, uh, you know, encouraging people that we know to run for office. We've got to be saying no to uh, to any of the, the Republican Party apparatchik. Uh, my friend Jennifer Kearns, who is a longtime Republican strategist, who was actually one of the key people behind Proposition 8 here, burned the RNC flag on Newsmax. <laughs> Yeah, saw that. Yep, yep. The other day. And let me tell you, if you're the Republican Party, if you've lost Jennifer Kearns, you you know, you you you've lost. Because yeah. so your final thoughts, Brian Maloney. Well, I, I just I think your listeners should be running for school boards and city councils and local races because, you know, we can win a lot of those. Uh, and there's a lot more power in all of that than you'd ever think, especially with the school curriculum, you know, fights that are going on right now. We can get a bunch of our people into these places. So I hope that your listeners are understanding where they can have a great impact in all of this, mm-hmm. you know, run for local office and as well as it sounds really simple but so many people have kind of backed off from social media because of the cancel culture and how it was affecting them and all the suppression that was going on with big tech and and covid and everything people got to get back and get engaged They've got to start using their voices. They've got to start Absolutely. speaking up. You got to start speaking up at home. You got to start talking to your family members. You got to start preaching to your kids some truth about this country and about communism and some realities. So, Brian Maloney, Red Wave America, we love you. Thank you for being here. Take it easy. All right. And you guys, we're going to take a little break. I'm going to go get my tea and I'll be right back. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. So the Pope is uh, back in the news tonight blasting uh, some um, Catholics here in the States as backward. He blasted them for their backwardness. Um, I guess what had happened was in a meeting in Portugal... There was a private meeting in Lisbon and um, somebody there, Portuguese Jesu- a Portuguese Jesuit, told uh, Pope Francis that he had suffered during a, a recent sabbatical year in the U.S. Um, because he, ca- how do you take a sabbatical year? Who pays for that? How do you get that gig where you could, you could just take it? Oh, I'll just take a year off paid for by others. Okay. Anyway. Uh, he says he came across many Catholics, this Portuguese Jesuit who took a year off here in the States, says he came across many Catholics, including some 
U.S. bishops who criticize the Pope's tenure pap- papacy, is that how you say it, as well as today's Jesuits, and um, the Pope said that uh, he was aware that there was, quote, a very strong, organized, reactionary attitude in the U.S. church, which he called backward. And he warned that such an attitude leads to a climate of closure, which was erroneous. Quote, doing this, you lose the true tradition and you turn to ideologies to have support. In other words, ideologies replace faith. The vision of the doctrine of the church as a monolith is wrong. When you go backward, you make something closed off, disconnected from the roots of the church. Um, I, let me try to, I guess, translate that kind of gobbledygook. Basically, um, it's about tradition. And, um, and and instead of, and you got to hold to traditions, uh, it, what, what, what did, wait, let me reread this. You Doing this, you lose the tradition and you turn to ideologies to have support. Well, isn't that what you've done, Pope? Basically, and I don't mean this to slam Catholics, but my understanding of everything that this person is about is that there's nothing rooted in an actual biblical word here. At least in his papacy, in his belief about the church. It's about tradition. And the tradition basically is, is subjective. If you, don't, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. I may be reading too much into it. If you're Catholic, you can call and tell me if you think it's anything else. But, you know, if I'm listening to, and I'm not Catholic, um, the head of my church is Jesus Christ. If I'm going to a church and I have a local pastor, I expect him to talk to me about biblical truths, not traditions. And biblical truths don't change. So it's really what's what we got going on here is we got the Pope being the pot calling the kettle black. It's him who is replacing traditions in the church with his own ideology. Because I don't see anything in the Bible about climate change, which is one of the things that this dude touts. He's he he's the one that has decided to upend tradition in the Catholic Church and allow people who've been divorced and married multiple times or whatever to be married in the Catholic Church. <clears throat> Backwardness is useless. Why why would your faith be moving at all? My faith doesn't move. My beliefs in in in, in what the what the Lord wants for me and how the Lord wants me to live my life and of course we're all sinners we all fall short, but it doesn't change. Jesus' message, his Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, doesn't change because hashtag climate. It doesn't change hashtag because somebody decided uh, that you could choose your gender. None of that changes. He says they must understand there's a correct evolution in the understanding. Oh, so we're evolving our beliefs, are we? Well, no wonder. I, I'm not Catholic, but I grew up around a whole lot of them. And these were not people who saw the, the church as something evolutionary that was evolving. So that's the latest. 
Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess the people in the Catholic Church don't have an option on who gets to be Pope. Um, but I guess they do have an option on where to give their money. So there's that. So that's the latest with the Pope. Um, I think that uh, that's the Catholic Church. I think when I, I see the same thing happening in non-denominational Christian churches, I see the same thing happening in Baptist churches. I see it in mega churches. I see let's all evolve and progress. And typically in the mega churches, it's the progression they're looking for is adding to the congregations, which adds to the uh, coffers. That's what I'm I saying. Mean, if your church is not teaching biblical truths, you should re-examine the church you're going to. Right. Love the sin or hate the sin. If your church has suddenly decided uh, that you can have transgender pastors and preachers wearing robes and standing up in front of the congregation, uh, that's not biblical. You're welcome to do it. I don't care. This is America. I do care. Um, but you know, you, you can do it because this is America. You, we actually have the right, at least somewhat loosely the right to exercise our religion, but that's not biblical. The Bible doesn't evolve and I don't care who's saying it. I don't care whether it's somebody who calls himself the Pope. I don't care whether it's somebody who calls himself a preacher or a pastor or, or, or a clergyman or anything else. The Bible is the word of God and it does not change. Absolutely not. All right. Oh, I was going to read a couple emails that I got from people. Um, Let's see here. Go into the first email. Frankie says, Night Gallery is the best, although I'm not hating on the Twilight Zone. Peace and welcome back, AK. No, they're both great shows. Absolutely. As you were telling me, it sounds like they're different. They're just very different, in my opinion. I mean, they're both a little, you know, Twilight Zone, the music. Do, 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 do. I mean, it's both. They're, they're, the Twilight Zone, they're both trippy. I just feel like they're different. And that's why he did the two different series, because they're not the same. Uh, I guess Night Gallery started a year later or something after Twilight Zone, um, but they were on at the same time. So they're just very, very different. I would love to hear from more people on um, what they like about that. Oh, guess what? I'm going to have, here's an idea. Let me, you know, there's, everybody's into pickleball these days. I just saw that Drew Brees is going to be here playing in a pickleball tournament in Encinitas. We know Drew Brees spends half his time here in Del Mar. I'm not anti-pickleball, but I still love tennis. I still love it so much. I've always been a big tennis fan. I know. And it's just, I, I just, I can't imagine watch, I guess because I took lessons as a kid and I played so much as a kid, I just still love the sport. And I just love to, one of my bucket list items is to go to the U.S. Open and uh, we actually have the San Diego Open is coming here in San Diego. And one Saturday morning when I was over at KUSI, I, I met um, some people from the Barnes Center and that are actually a part of the San Diego Open. And it's coming in a couple of weeks. And so I think I'm going to have them on the show so that they can share it with everybody. And maybe we can continue. Hey, I, you know, I, I'm not I'm not hating on pickleball, but, you know, I, I'd hate for tennis to go away. Uh, you know, I still I want to help support it because I just it, you know I just try playing it too, and I and I have it's tough. Tennis or pickleball? Uh, tennis. Oh yeah, it is. It is. I played, like I said, I took lessons a lot, played a lot as a kid, as an extracurricular when I was at LSU. It's a great workout. Yeah, when I was at LSU, I played tennis, and then 
<laughs> then um, I moved out here and my friend who had gone to USD on a tennis scholarship, she's like, oh, I'll play with you sometime. <laughs> she ran. She barely moved. Didn't break a sweat. And this was in Las Vegas. It was like 100 degrees. I mean, she could have literally done a manicure or been sipping a cup of coffee with one hand and just hitting her with a racket with the other while I ran around like a squirrel. I ran around like I was a hamster in a cage. Ah. (laughs) Here I thought I was so good. (laughs) Barely not. No, absolutely not. All right. We got final Segment of tonight's Andrea K. Show coming up. And guess who has spoken? Victor Shokin himself, the prosecutor that Joe Biden got fired. He has spoken out. And you get to hear what he has to say. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Okay. I may need to stop scrolling stuff during breaks. <laughs> A live worm was found in an Australian woman's brain. World first discovery. So this woman in Australia, start, or New South Wales. That's not Australia. New, where's New South Wales? That's over by Britain, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure. Canberra Hospital. So this woman was complaining Back in, she was 64 years old. She went to the hospital back in January 2021. She was having abdominal pain, you know, diarrhea, dry cough, night sweats. Uh, symptoms go on. By 2022, it had gone. She started having forgetfulness and depression. So she gets an MRI scan and they reveal abnormalities requiring surgery. And I see the scan here and it just, it, yeah, it looks like there's a gray, there's an area. It just looks, yeah, like an abnormality, but you can't really tell what it is. So they get in there and they see that it is a long worm that's squirreling around and is alive. And there's, if you go to, this is the guardian.com. Oh, it is Australia. Well, Australia news. Um, it's a round worm and the thing is thin and red and is squirrely all around. Does it say and, how she got it? Well, evidently, and it's typically, this is, so they take out the worm (coughs) and they sent it off to a laboratory and the first guy looked at it said, oh my goodness, this is an Ophidoscaris robertsi, which is a round worm usually found in pythons. Well, the lady lived near a lake area inhabited by carpet pythons and even though she had no direct contact with, with the snake... She would collect something called native grasses and cook them. So she was scrounging around where these pythons hang out, digging up the grass and eating it. And they're like, I'm sure that that's where the pythons do their business, go to the bathroom. And she's cooking up the grass that they've been pooping on. So they assume... They surmise that she transferred the eggs that they laid from the feces under her food, and and uh, and that's how she got it. That's horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. 
the doctor said that poor patient, she was so courageous and wonderful. You don't want to be the first patient in the world with a roundworm found in pythons. And we really take our hats off to her. Oh, nice pun. We take our hats off. It's in her brain. She's been wonderful. She's recovering well, still being monitored. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because, I mean, how do you know what else... You know, I mean, how many more eggs might be in there? Oh, I hope that's the only one. This kind of infection does not transmit between people, so this patient's case won't become a pandemic. However, the snake and parasite are found in other parts of the world. It's likely other cases will be recognized, what they say. Oh, I'm getting a little queasy looking at this. Can you imagine? No, I can't, because I can't imagine scrounging around in some grass where pythons roam around in. I mean, if I knew that pythons roamed around in a particular area, I would not be there. Right. If you're gonna if you're gonna cook up a pot of greens, go to the grocery store and pick you up some Buy collars. Pick you up some collars like a normal person, and you wash them off, and you make sure there's no bugs or anything on there. I used to have a rooftop garden where we grew lettuces and there would be worms and stuff on the lettuces and you got to make sure you clean them. I mean, even when you go to the supermarket, you got to yeah, wash stuff Yeah, make sure off. you wash your stuff. But it doesn't start with me getting stuff that I know is grown in a python patch. <laughs> yeah, that strikes me as something AK would not do. Memo, yes. Listen up, people. Do not scrounge for food in a python patch. Okay? I mean, you won't even go camping. No. No, I'm not going to go camping. Although, like I said, I told you during the break, I did see a meme. It mm-hmm. said, yes, I will go camping. And below it is an RV about three stories mm-hmm. with every luxury and then some from home. I'm like, that's the way AK would go. Mm-hmm. My idea of roughing it was like I was this weekend where I didn't have my favorite coffee. I didn't have like a cured machine in the room where I could have my flavored coffee pods. Right? I mean, that was that was roughing it. So that, I mean, literally... I make sure if I'm if I'm booking a room, I make sure I at least have an in-room coffee maker uh, because the idea of having to wait for room service is just no. That's that's a no bueno. But, you know, it's but I but I, I really look, prefer to have my flavored coffee. And I didn't even bring my favorite coffee cup with me because, yes, I often travel with my favorite coffee cup <laughs> because that's me. Um, do we really want to end on this Victor Shokin? Yeah, mine as well. Because at the time where you see a former president of the United States mugshot, which actually is kind of like a headshot, you know, it's kind of, you know, a Hollywood headshot opens doors and gets you business, right? That headshot from Trump, is it got him, he raised $7.1 million off of that for his campaign. It's opening some doors for him election-wise. But at the same token, we've got the FBI and the DOJ of course, they can't be bothered to stop t- stop somebody that wants to shoot up and kill some black people. They're too busy trying to round up anybody associated with MAGA, right? Uh, meanwhile, they got to give a pass for Joe Biden and the crimes that he committed. And the Republican Party is giving him a pass, too. Uh, Kevin McCarthy today said, uh, well, it, we're, we're it, you know, um, looking like an impeachment inquiry coming up. Man, they're trying to dangle that carrot out at us. They should have already. You want some evidence? Here's some evidence. Here's the prosecutor that Joe Biden bragged on video about firing who was investigating his son. Skins, please play clip seven. What corrupt activities did you suspect they were engaged in? 
will take half a day for me to discuss every single count, but uh, I can say that Burisma illegally produced, sold, and utilized gas. Flochevsky, the founder of Burisma, uh, recently made a plea deal with the prosecution in a case where he was accused of giving a $6 million bribe, which is the kind of money that you don't just give away if um, you're not really engaging in anything illegal. So his uh, plea deal was to cover up a $6 million bribe that, that he gave earlier. Tell me why Shokin hasn't already been brought over here and put under oath. Or at least questioned. Why hasn't why hasn't uh, Pushkevsky or whatever his name is, that leader of Burisma, why haven't any of these people been brought in? We know Devin Archer was brought in. Of course, of course, even though he was even as weaselly as Devin Archer was, we know it's been confirmed that Joe Biden was in it was in at least 20 different meetings and on the phone with 20 different meetings. We now know there was something like 5,300 emails involving Robert L. Peters, Joe Biden's alias that he used on a government account when he was vice president. There's no excuse for why an impeachment Full-on impeachment had not already been launched. No excuse whatsoever. We need to be... And and how long... When is this August recess going to end? Good grief the amount of time these people are on vacation. Biden leads by example. Yeah, well, you know. Well, we all... Yeah, but but Bidenomics is working. Gas prices has just gone up even further here in San Diego County. It's now back up close to $6 a gallon. I heard some schmuck today on some, I flicked the stations around just to hear what other people are saying, saying that the only reason why gas prices were lower under Trump is because nobody could drive during COVID. (laughs) You know, what movie was it that said stupid is no way to go through life, son? I think that might have been Stripes. See you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Follow me on the socials. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.